Yo, what's going on, you guys? What's up? It's me, it's your buddy, it's your boy, it's your pal, us, that good friend of yours, John O'Milo, back at it again with another episode of the Cry Baby Sleep Podcast. As always, thank you guys all so much for uh, coming around and uh, checking out this content from the bottom of my heart. Thank you guys all so much, and hope you guys enjoy the episode. See you guys in a bit. Peace. Do it live. Yeah. Isn't that how that goes, right? I don't even know what I'm trying to get out there. I wanted to come, I wanted to come on as quickly as I possibly could to try to address some of the things that I've seen around this. And hopefully this is just an echo of what usually takes place other parts of the world, not just, you know, here in Australia. Yeah. Hopefully this will be able to shed a little bit of information and light for people about this whole thing. Yeah. Just give you a little bit of slice of life about how things are and the way things happen around Nice parts. So I guess it's enough of a preamble. I guess this for just heading into this whole thing, there will be a content warning. If you, if you have anything to do, which always seems to be the, oh, of all the content that I create. And I'm so sorry for that, but this is dealing with right-wing hate attacks. This is dealing with racism. So those are things that you have problems in ingesting content and media about this more than likely will not be the video. So I guess with, with all that out of the way, let's go ahead. Let's jump into the story. So yeah, here it is. Here, here it is, everybody. Police investigate alleged Nazi attack on home of anti-racism campaigner. And this is here in Sydney. So like I said, as I said earlier, this is like a bit of the slice of life here. Yeah, a lot of people have kicked up a fair amount of dust, which rightfully so, to be totally honest with everyone, rightfully so. Everybody should be kicking up a fair amount of dust about this one. Not in so much as like this is like some isolated incidents. What has happened thus far is indicative of some large pattern. I think that the data is there to really honestly prove that this is not just like something that focuses on anti-racist activism. Now folks, grassroots folks that are out in the streets are part of these larger, larger organizations. But I'm sure that there are a number of cases and instances across time in New South Wales and in the city of Sydney specifically that just haven't become a part of the purview. Like it could be anything from there was a couple of gronks in my neighborhood and I stood up to them at the local shop and the next thing you know, you know, they're calling me all sorts of nasty names and doing this sort of stuff to me. It doesn't take somebody in a position like Patty's, let's say, to go to a range to a height as a prominent as like being nationally recognized as an anti-racism activist in order for you to cop that sort of hate. I just want to go ahead and just put that out there just just from just from day dot, just from the jump about this sort of thing. Because I really hate that horrible conflation. I digress. Let's go ahead. Let's jump into the story. Police are investigating an alleged attack on the home of prominent Sydney anti-racism campaigner and Black Lives Matter organizer, Patrick Patty Gibson, which he says was carried out by Nazis. Now, one of the first things that I kept seeing about this was that as soon as I used the word Nazi, it was a pretty disgusting word. Well, what, number, some of the first conflations that I saw on social media about this was one, people didn't think that it was real and where's the evidence and all sorts of stuff like that, which I found, like I said previously, I, I found that to be a horrible conflation in that, you know, which one, right? Are we talking about the court of public opinion and cancel this and cancel so that are bad and we should not use those sorts of things and we should follow things to the letter of the law or B, let me go ahead and scrutinize something absolutely horrific that happened to you with, with no bounds, moral, ethical, or otherwise about this thing. And mostly as we've seen so many times before, this is just a gaslighting, victim blaming stance by right-wingers that are, are taken up so so quickly and so adamantly. You'd figure that, I don't know, somebody was teaching them them sort of stuff or they were reading it or I don't know. 
I'm looking at some of their favorite figures in the media who do this sort of stuff to all sorts of other grassroots activists. It doesn't always have to be something that centered around Black Lives Matter or anti-racism. Just, just pick your poison as far as grassroots activism is concerned. This is the sort of problems that you're going to face when it comes to a wider media representation. So yeah, but Patty goes on to say that it was carried out by Nazis, right? But one of the first things that comes to my mind when I thought about this originally, yes, there is a game of telephone about the term Nazi, Nazism, right? But that doesn't necessarily mean that 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 was not the political ideology of the people that are out there, you know, because we know that it's over over time, this has become a sort of a game of telephone where if you're on, right, and you move over to spaces that are a little bit more farther than, than others would denounce, right? We all know what we mean when we talk about the word Nazi or fascist or far right, etc. Once you move to something that's a labor party or a democratic party, to, depending on whatever uh, country that you're in, right? On your standard, your, your standard left, center left fair, right? It becomes this chin stroking exercise. And then once we move over from the center to the center, right? Then they can't even hear it as it's on the other side of a trapped door or something like this. And it no longer exists. So I understand that being one of the main problems like going into this whole thing about what happened with Patty, where it's Nazis. What do you mean Nazis? Ah, oh, there's no such thing. Oh, I gotta go back to 1940s, pal. And it's like, dude, no, we know all of a sudden like synonyms don't work, you know, which is bull, is baloney, right? Because we all know that words can stand in for other things. There's other synonyms, etc. When it comes to these sorts of ideas and these sorts of problems, we all know that. But yet all of a sudden when that's the word that's kicked around, it's like I said, a chin stroking exercise. What does this really mean? It's such bad faith, to be totally honest with you. I personally think that it comes in bad. And like I said, this person's house was attacked. They had the, the privacy screen ripped off, ripped off of their house. All of this, they ended up having to post it on social media to all this scrutiny. It's pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty saddening the whole deal. But let's, I digress, let's continue. Three men had attended an address and demanded to speak to the occupant shortly after 7.30, the police said. Police were then told that the men smashed the window before fleeing. But officers established and established a crime scene on social media on Sunday. Mr. Gibson described the men as, quote, three skinheads with Eureka flag shirts. Now, for folks that don't really get the whole thing, I want to say a couple of things here, right? One, that Patty is already a person from like five very small uh, amount of knowledge around this situation and him as a person, right? Patty is already a person who I know just because of his anti-racist activism here. And as a lot of people who are, like I said, you come to some sort of national prominence in these sorts of situations, right? You're already copying it at your work email and other social media places and whatnot. So the whole thing of all of a sudden this person understand or doesn't have a, a record or a leg to stand on when it comes to these sort of activities, you know, hate groups, etc. I find wholly laughable. So it's so all of a sudden it, it's basically just like not only to just like dehumanize someone, but it's to take away everything that is would be an acumen of skill or anything that they've learned or anything that they've experienced. It's a very dehumanizing process. It'd be like, oh, this person studies the stuff. He looks at it. It's part of his like his actual occupation. But then when something like this emerges on their literal doorstep, all of a sudden they don't know what the hell they're talking about. Wow. Okay. Sure. Cool. Whatever, whatever you want. But then, yeah, if that works for you, that that's, that's an opinion to have, you know, but the Eureka flag shirt thing, I understand that people aren't going to have the greatest understanding of that. And that's going to leave a lot of, so yeah, basically I'll put it to you like this for folks that really don't completely understand Australian politics. The Eureka flag, basically look at it. It's, it's, it's a complicated history because some people look at it as, I guess you could say a joining of unions, people trying to stand together and whatnot, right? There's larger implications 
operations inside of the Eureka flag. And that I wouldn't put it on the same level as the Confederate because it's just like different connotations, different histories, etc. Right. Well, um, worn by certain people. If I were to walk around today in the streets of the city, right, and I see somebody walking around with a Eureka flag, something or other on, right, I, I would be a bit concerned about who they are because it's a bit of a nationalistic symbol. And like I said, this is a person born, raised here in this country who knows a little bit more about it. I just, I've seen it just from the out, you know, in my tiny little corner of being here. And, and I know that that's not a good thing to be walking around with that sort of stuff. So I, it's, like I said, this is a matter of, I guess you could say a cultural appropriation. Aha. Uh -huh. Good one, John. Yeah, that has brought skinheads, right wingers, etc., to adorning the Eureka flag. Well, let's go ahead. Let's move on. Mr. Gibson said that the group came to his door, shouting his name and demanding he come outside. When I didn't, they attempted forced entry, kicked hard on the door, ripped the security grill off this uh, off the windows and smashed it in. I mean, we can see right there from right off, right off the top, right? Like I said, it, think of any other anti-racist activist, anybody who does like any sort of like work when it comes to ICE, detentions, First Nations people, right? All over the world, people all over the world who have to deal with this sort of muckery. Yeah, we there's, there's all sorts of records of these sorts of uh, attacks and incidences happening. But what, one thing is so funny that when it comes to these right workers trying to address this thing is they immediately go to the celebrity charade and the good majority of them are making this horrible conflation between what has happened to Patty and the Jesse Smollett uh, trial that's taking place right now trying to say that the whole thing is a hoax. Who goes around making hoaxes like this? The whole fact of the matter that this happened during that time, and this is me talking about the Jesse Smollett trial, is that it is an anomaly. It's just non-existent. The, the whole thing really comes down to, in my personal opinion, just another gaslighting, victim-blaming attack by right-wingers uh, on somebody who had their home literally at the front door literally smashed in. And this person does a lot of work when it comes to this sort of stuff to help all sorts of people when it comes to seeking justice in this city. So like I said, I saw a couple of the gears moving around on that one. Wasn't very happy with it. Saw a few people trying to make allusions at the fact that like Patty is of Irish descent, right? That some for some reason that Nazis would not come around and attack an Irish person. This is there's no history. There's no education. There's no it's just, it's just a goof nuttery free fall when it comes to this sort of stuff. And like somebody's house was bashed in. You were minutes or seconds away from somebody taking a bit of pipe to you or whatever have you. And apologies for that. I don't want to be too, I don't want to be too macabre. I don't want to be too morose. Like I said, there's some of the realities of what's been going on last year till now. And it seems like their number one gear is to try to silence all of that stuff. What do you guys think about it? Leave me a like. Be sure to share this video. Sound off in the replies in the comment section. And uh, thank you guys so much for coming around here and spending a little bit of time with me. I really appreciate it. And I'll check you guys all in the next one. Hey, peace.